Hi guys, welcome back to the DNA Podcast. We will look at what is going on in the NBA, recap the first two weeks, what player, what team has impressed us the most, and give you an overview of what's happening. Let's get started. DNA podcast. That's a mitt. I'm Deepak, and we're two weeks into the NBA season. Two weeks. Two weeks. We're rolling. The NBA is rolling, and uh, we we have a great podcast ready for you today. How are you, Amit? What do you think of the first two weeks of the NBA? Season? Oh my God, Deepak! It has surpassed my expectations. So many exciting things have already happened. The performances. The Warriors have lost twice. Once at home, a thirty-point beating, and then to your baby Lakers. Life the is baby good right Lakers. now. Life is good, man. Lakers are back to being good, exciting. I don't know if we'll make the playoffs. Okay, okay. But, uh, exciting, really yes. Good, night. I'm not sure. Hey, last we beat the Warriors yesterday, okay? Did you guys beat the Warriors? Did Miami beat them? That's what I thought. Okay, well, well let's move on. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to recap the first two weeks of the season. And we're going to do it in this in this manner. We're both going to pick a player that surprises so far, a team that surprises. Then we're going to go on to talk about how we just feel about the first two weeks of the season, our overall sentiment. And at the end of the podcast, we're going to make one bold pick each for the end of the season. Let's do it. Let's just get into it. Let's do it. So why don't you start us off with the player that has surprised you the most over the first two weeks? Okay, the player that has surprised me the most from the first game of the season has been Kawhi Leonard. He came out of the gate firing. He scored a career high in points against the Warriors. And people started this rumor just because it made so much sense that he trained with Kobe over the summer just because the way he's conducting himself on the court, the way he's shooting those mid-range pull-up jumpers, turnaround fadeaways, it looks like it's Kobe. And unfortunately, he dismissed the rumor. It did not actually happen. Um, But, you know... That still goes out to show his work ethic in the offseason. You know, he, when he came into the league, the, the reason he slipped in the draft to the, to the Pacers and then the Spurs grabbed him uh, is because he could not shoot. He was a good defender, but that, that was the thing on his resume, that he was a very weak shooter. And his work ethic in the past three, four summers has been out of this world, and he can shoot with the best of them now and he's tearing up the league last year he averaged 21 points a game right now it's early on in the season he's averaging close to 29 and the Spurs are looking better better and better every day they beat the Warriors to start the season and it's very exciting Um, if somehow the Spurs keep this up and the Warriors do not win as many games as we expected um, and the Spurs managed to get the first seed in the Western Conference, I could definitely see Kawhi Leonard as the MVP of the season. It's very early, um, but from what I've seen from Kawhi, his defensive stats, his offensive stats, he's just a complete package, and that's what's impressed me the most. And obviously, we slept on the Spurs, and they're making us regret it again. I, I, I would agree with that. I think uh, through two weeks of the season, my pick, if I had to pick an MVP, it's definitely Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. They're 5-1. and one. Um, His offensive game is just either come around or just flourishing now because he's getting the ball so much more in that offense. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just looks so impressive. And as far as the Kobe rumors go, I, 
when I, when I was watching that first game, and I think this was, I don't know, in the third quarter, yeah. he was sizing up Iggy, right? Andre Iguodala. Yeah. He put the ball between his legs three, four times. He went to left, one dribble pull up. I was like, okay, I've seen that before for Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh, those rumors definitely make sense. And then when he said he hasn't yet worked out with him, but he would like to. Yeah. So just imagine how good he could even, how much better he could even get once he does that with Kobe. So that, that would just be, it's really exciting. He's got the um, work ethic and he's only 25 years old. Only 25 years old, and uh, as far as personally, now that Kobe's gone, I need a player to back. And then if this guy's going to play like this on offense and remind me of the old Kobe, yeah, uh, I think this guy might be uh, my favorite player in the league now. Okay. So uh, I like that pick. Okay, and, why don't you uh, give us yours? So my pick. So I was I was having um, a conflict here. I really really wanted to pick Joel Embiid. Okay. The process. Uh, the process. He is the process. Um, I'm, I'm literally finding myself tuning into Philadelphia 76ers games to watch this man play 25 minutes a game. That's how exciting he is so far. That's how good I think he is. And honestly, fingers crossed, if he stays healthy, he's going to be one of the best centers in the league, you know, bar none. Um, I see it. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, and I could go on and on about him, but actually the player I've chosen, and it has to be him, it's, it's DeMar DeRozan. Um, once again, last night, he scored over 30 points, didn't make another three. He's averaging over the first five games of the season, 36 points a game oh on goodness. 55% shooting. Without, and He's only made one three all year. Now that is, in, in today's day and age, that's so hard to do. That just does not watch. happen anymore. It doesn't, no. And uh, I mean, you'd know firsthand, you were in Toronto, you went to two of their home games. And the shots he takes, they're not the easiest shots. But then he's just come out really hot out the gate. His mid-range, his mid-range jumper is just on point. He's finishing shots going left and right at the rim mm-hmm. over big men. Yeah. Um, I, I think the one I have in mind, I was watching the, and this game you were at, this it was Toronto-Denver. Yeah. He drove the lane and he... He had to contort his body because just uh, J- uh, Nurkic, he contested the shot, yeah. and he finished lefty, and there was no and one call, and I was so impressed. And he's doing it from all over the place inside the three point arc, super impressive. Um, I guess the mid range, the the mid range uh, shot in the league is not dead, and he's bringing it back all by himself because thirty six points a game. The mid range game is alive. It's alive, actually. I mean, both the players we picked, Kawhi Leonard has been doing a lot of damage. Even though Kawhi Leonard shoots over 40% from three, he's doing a lot of damage from mid-range as well, using his size, yeah. uh, posting people up in the mid-post. And DeMar DeRozan is doing the same. And Do I think he's sustainable? No, I don't think he's going to finish averaging 36 points again on 55% shooting. <laughs> but five games, that is just really impressive because it's not one-game sample or two-game sample, but this is two weeks into the season and he's still doing it. And we've seen this before. People or players that that get that Olympic experience. DeMar DeRozan was on that Olympic team. You know, they come out, they come out of the gate. They have, they have, they are established stars, but they came out with something different to their, to their personality. And DeMar DeRozan's coming out on fire. Um, he's a, he's, been, he's yeah. been, he's been a gunner all his career. Um, inefficient usually, but 55% shooting. Uh, hopefully he can, Obviously, he won't be sustaining 55%, but if he can hover around 50%, uh, that would be great. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, he's really impressive, and he's gotten Toronto off to a great start, and let's see what Toronto can do. Definitely, and I think I, I, I definitely fault myself for, I guess, looking over the Raptors, even even though they 
they made the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I was like, I, I wasn't sold on them. I think um, they just don't have front court depth. But then one guy that's really come along for them is Jonas Valanciunas. Like he started really well, and if he if he can play the way he's played, then that, that team can be good. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they'll they'll beat Cleveland. I don't I don't know if they're the second best team in the East. I think I like Boston as well, mm-hmm. but they'll definitely be top three. They'll be in the playoffs. They'll be deep in the playoffs, and then uh, obviously the Rosen is key for that. And then whatever happens in the playoffs, you can never predict it, right? You can't. No, I mean, hey, if if he if he just went two weeks averaging thirty six points a game. Now, if he played Cleveland in a seven game series, that's over. You know, over the course of two weeks, he's not going to yeah. do that. But if he can get close to thirty points a game and just get hot, you never know. You, you never, never know. know what can happen. You never know. That's why we love the NBA. You never know. Exactly. Okay. Um. So that's a, that's a great transition into the second part of the podcast where, um. Let's look at the teams that have impressed us the most. Why don't you start with that? I will start with that. And the reason I'm so excited about this is because I get to pick my Lakers as the team that has surprised me the most. No one saw this coming. What is that? No one saw the Lakers coming. What is No one saw. The thing is, like, I knew they would be better than last year for sure. I mean, one year older, new coach faster pace system it suits our players an actual coach not a new an ad, an actual, yeah an actual coach sorry Byron Scott uh, <laughs> but but this three and three out the gate the three wins being Houston playoff team Atlanta playoff team Warriors probably best team in the league <laughs> those are impressive impressive wins and even in the losses we lost to Indiana it was a close game we lost to Utah who went into the San Antonio and beat the Spurs and Utah is a good team yeah and <clears throat> just so impressed by what Luke Walton has already implemented six games into the season. The players are playing with so much confidence. It's just night and day from last year. Now, last year, obviously, it was a Kobe farewell tour. It was all about Kobe. That makes sense. But then it was also, it's an attitude change. Um, these players, they, 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 they feel free out there. You, you see Nick Young. Nick Young is looking like the Nick Young that used to play in, on the Washington Wizards back in the day with Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell looks like a real, really good point guard. Everyone, everyone, like all the young core guys, Randall's has looked impressive, Clarkson's good, Larry Nance is coming out of nowhere. and Larry Nance is going to be such a steal. He's going to be such a good player in this league, and he's a second-round pick. And credit to the Lakers that recently they've been – obviously, you spend enough time being bad, you get high draft picks, and at some point you have to be good. And not to say the Lakers are, you know, already good, but they're so much better than they were. But – not only the first round picks we made. I mean, Randall is good. Russell was a second pick. Brandon Ingram will be good. Yeah. Uh, but Jordan Clarkson is one of my favorite players on the Lakers. He was a second round pick, and so was Larry Nance. And that's just credit management for that. I think these guys will be in the league for a long, long time. Good scouting. And just yeah. good, definitely good scouting. Very exciting so far. Three and three. Good wins. Fast pace. Three pointers. Luke Walton for president. <laughs> Let's end it on that. Luke Walton for president because hey, the election is coming up here, and I think he'd be even a better candidate than the two that uh, that are running right now. So I'm just saying, either Luke Walton or Brad Stevens. I mean, maybe they can run together. Pop, pop needs to be president. <laughs> okay, pop, and then uh, we'll put, yeah, Luke. Luke can be VP. So why don't you tell me what team you picked as your surprise? My team is the Chicago Bulls. The D-Wade-Rondo experiment is working out well for them. They In the offseason, they were getting ripped on because they put out, they put together a team that was more suited for the 1980s than the, the, the where the league is going right now because none of, apparently, D-Wade or Rondo could not shoot threes throughout their whole career. But what surprised me the most is they came out of the gate and they beat the Celtics, which are supposed to be the 
second or third best team in the in the Eastern Conference. Um, they came out, beat them. D Wade hit three threes, and then they beat the Pacers and then the Nets. They've been really impressive because they're actually using their coach Hoiberg's offense. It's their motion offense. The ball is moving. They like playing together, and you can tell by watching them. Um, and for some odd reason, D Wade has stolen Clay Thompson's abilities to shoot threes and just uh, taken them over. And now he's he's made more threes than Clay in the season. This is Space Jam all over again. This yep, is Space Jam. Um, he made five threes yesterday. I'm a dark D Wade fan. I've never seen that happen before. And it just the 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 Bulls offense looks good. They they look like a, a legit playoff team. Um, they they have high uh, high basketball IQ guys. Jimmy Butler, Rondo, uh, D Wade, Hall of Famer, um, and they're just coming out of the gate really really well. And they they they've lost two straight, but at Boston, and then they lost to the Knicks yesterday, which was the homecoming of Derrick Rose. Emotions were high. Um, but other than How that, there yet? Derrick Rose, uh, shout out to Derrick Rose. What a homecoming! Fifteen points, eleven assists, seven rebounds. That was uh, he showed a big to a crowd that booed him for uh, no good reason. It seems to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the emotions were running high. It's it's an understandable loss, but you know the the way that they've looked, um, it's a good three and two, um, in my opinion. The 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 ball has been moving. The guys seem to like each other. Uh, the 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 whole season it's going to progress. It's they're they're already looking like they're gelling together. Um, it's a good three and two for me. Um, much better than the four and one that the that the Thunder are looking at. Really, I mean, hey, I, I don't know. The Thunder it could have been either of ours uh, surprise pick as well because after everything that happened in the off season, we didn't know they were. Gonna, I don't know they were going to come out four and one. Um, their the victories the have impressed. The they 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 barely beat the Sixers to to start did, their but, season. But, they barely beat the Suns. They had to go to overtime in their season opener against a team who is not expected to be in the playoff race at all. It, it it's not impressive four and one to me. It's true, and there's a lot of flaws on that team. They were they, they don't have enough shooting. Uh, obviously, they're uh, solely dependent on what Westwood can do uh, night in, night out. But okay, uh, look, let's not talk about Thunder. Let me go back to Chicago real quick. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I did not see this happening out the gate, especially the roster they put, the the, the backcourt, um, and then with Jimmy Butler, who was going to shoot, right? Like you said, Dwayne Wade can make shots. Uh, Doug uh, McDermott can make shots. Nikola Mirotic can come off the bench and make shots. Yeah. So they, they look pretty good, and uh, I, I like that. I like I like. Uh, the Bulls being good. I like the Knicks being good. I think it's exciting. Not not to say that the Knicks are good. Uh, that's not what I meant. But they did win yesterday, right? So when these teams are good, it's good and uh, for the league. Yeah. And there's a lot of parity in the Eastern Conference. We beat in the for the five, six, seven seeds even. Yeah. And it's exciting times. Exciting times. The Pacers have disappointed them. The Pacers, yeah, were my pick uh, on our previous podcast to uh, kind of keep an eye on. They, yeah. they, there's, they've come out slow out the gate. Yeah. I do think they'll pick it up. Uh, they're still working some things out. Paul George still looks good. Um, I know that firsthand. I watched him kind of ice the game versus the Lakers, where he just went insane in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll be fine. They'll, they'll, they'll be a playoff team, I believe, and uh, it's exciting. I think I like the Eastern Conference. I, I think both both conferences have a lot of uh, parity. So. Okay. 
So now, so let's move on to the last segment of the pod today, and that's we're both going to make one bold pick for this NBA season. So why don't you give me yours? My bold prediction from the small sample size that we've gotten is that the trade market for Rudy Gay is very open, and I believe that the Clippers will finally make the move to get a small forward to fit their team. So in my opinion, um, Doc Rivers will finally make the deal make the deal to get Rudy Gay on the roster, and the Clippers will be a solid contender to win the Western Conference. They've, they've had a rivalry with the Warriors. The, the Warriors usually get the best of them. Um, but if they, can, if they can get a solid three in Rudy Gay and make a playoff run, I think they can get to the finals. So that's my bold pick. I really like the Clippers. I'm jumping on their bandwagon too. Um, I'm just on everyone's bandwagon this season. Um, just, <laughs> I think they can make a deep playoff run. I really like their roster. Chris Paul is great. Uh, Blake Griffin's healthy and playing really well. DJ's doing DJ things. He's grabbing rebounds and blocking shots, missing free throws. You know, just DJ throws, things. Yeah. Um, and if when they get Rudy Gay on their roster, I, re- I really feel like that's the missing piece for them. That's interesting. I don't think anyone's ever said that Rudy Gay is the missing piece to win the title. So let's let's see how that goes. Hey, don't count out Rudy Gay. He's had a solid season. I mean, he gives the Clippers some much-needed shooting. And if he can space the floor for them, I think he can definitely be the missing piece. And we are making bold picks. So that's mine. So give us yours, Deepak. My bold pick might be even bolder. And that is, you know, I'm running high on emotions from last night's Laker victory over the Warriors. Um, obviously, yeah, we're taping this on Saturday, guys. And my bold pick is that the Lakers will make the playoffs this year. Oh I am just so in love with everything that's happened. Um, Luke Walton was a shoe and fit. He should, like I said, run for president. You know, I'll vote for him. I, I can't vote, but I would still find a way to vote for him. This is an exciting team. We've beaten good teams already. I think we could maybe sneak into the eighth seed. And this is definitely wishful thinking that how fun would that be to get this team to the playoffs, get them, get all these young players their first playoff experience. And uh, that's my bold pick. I, I think, I mean, I had the Lakers slotted for around 30 wins this, this year before the season started. And after what I've seen, I think they can get closer to 40. And then, hey, the ball rolls um, our way a couple games here and there. And next thing you know, we're fighting for the eighth seed. So why not? Why not? And that Why reminds not? me reminds me of of the Warriors versus Mavs series um, back in 08. We I believe. Think. We believe. And if if you guys can pull it off, my credit to you. I'm on the bandwagon too. Let's do it. Let's get on that eight seed and beat the Warriors. How many bandwagons are you gonna be on? You can't do that. Um. Uh, it's it's happening, bro. I'm I'm sorry. It's I'm I'm, I'm on. <laughs> Just because your team sucks doesn't mean you can be on everyone else's bandwagon. I think that gives me the every right to jump on every bandwagon. Cause I'm no real fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna jump on. I'm I'm rooting for chaos. Remember this. I'm rooting for chaos, chaos and that is rooting against the Warriors. <laughs> Anything. Definitely. Hey. <laughs> they gonna make the playoffs. Where we're gonna be everyone. That's my bold pick. Let's do it. Let's go, Luke Walton. Let's do it. Make me look good. I'm on. Let's do it. Okay. Um, All right. The first two weeks of the NBA season have been super impressive. Um, There's parody in the league. There is 
a super team that's not performing well. There's huge stat lines that have happened. Uh, what's impressed you the most? So that's really it, what you pointed to, the big stat lines. Um, so many big stat lines so far. A lot of young talent, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook going off, Carl Anthony Towns, the entire Minnesota team. A lot of young talent, a lot of big numbers, uh, plenty of players going off. So that's really what's impressed me the most. And I wasn't expecting really everyone to just go off. It seems that all the contracts that these players signed in the offseason were inflated, and now the scoring has inflated as well. And that's uh, what stood out to me the most. How about you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, the parody, it's fun to watch games again and just just being absorbed into the season. It's it's finally back and it's perfect. And yeah, that, that sums up our podcast for today. A little NBA update for you guys. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Any feedback you have, uh, send it to us over the Facebook page and stay with us. Stay current. Thanks, guys.